Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Horror Connection. I am your host, Tony Viejo. With me, as always, is Sir Michael Blinsky. Mike, how are we doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good, sir. Thanks for asking. Good. I'm glad. It's been a while. It has. It's been. We took a week off. We took a one week. One week off. A Lord's week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He created Earth in seven days. Yeah, everybody so. deserves a vacation. Took some time. Yeah, we took a little vacation, but we now did. we're back. We're back. Yeah. The fog has lifted. The Earth has shifted. Yeah. The hard connection is just dripping from your faces once again. It is. It is all over it, you know, just right up in there. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. Russia's gone to war with the Ukraine. That's what we, the funny thing is, when we last left you guys a week ago. <laughs> last week. <laughs> last week. Like, Russia was toying with the idea of going to war with Ukraine, and right. here we are. And they, it's, yep, yep. They it's inserted the toy. Yep. It's happening. Yeah. So, and... Honestly, Ukraine's doing a better job than I thought they would. So, yeah, good for them. I kind of almost forgot it was going on the other day. And then I watched the news for like 20 minutes and had a panic attack and turned it off. Well, I hate society. That's kind of their job at this point. It is. Everything's fear mongering, fear mongering, diversion, man. The class warfare's coming, man. You just have to understand where your spot is and who's on your team. And guess what? It's not who you think it is. It's not the people you're voting for, man. It's the military industrial complex that's against you and put you against you and him against her and race against race and religion against religion. Hoorah! Guess what? This episode is brought to you by Giraptors. You can find more about Giraptors on moosedumps.com. Tonight we're going to talk about The Munsters yes. on The Horror Connection. Rob Zombie has remade a classic that has been re- remade multiple times. Yes. And each one of those times has been significantly more diminished from the original. Holy crap, I love the part five Roy hanging in the corner. Thank you. That's new. That <laughs> there's The house as a whole, there's a ton of stuff that's new. Down here, not too much. Oh, I would imagine so. Yeah, but you a ton know. of stuff. We you guys, have been, you guys have been doing a lot of work. Yeah. You guys have been living in it now for, what, a couple years? Yeah. A little we're, bit. We're a couple years in. Um, the incubator progeny drove by the other day, and I was like, one, there's no Halloween decorations. What's up with that? And two, do you still get walk-ups? No. Okay. <laughs> it's only happened a couple of times, and my personal favorite was uh, during the pandemic, like height of the pandemic. This woman comes knocking on the door. I open it. I'm like, hey, can I help you? And she's like, can I get a massage? And I was like, uh, What? <laughs> she's like you're a chiropractor right and i was like do i look like a chiropractor do i don't know do you yeah, like i think i was wearing like a band t-shirt and basketball shorts so I mean, like i definitely fair, didn't at that moment oh at that time probably not yeah and she had like a kid with her but to be fair you definitely look like you could manhandle someone and like straighten out their back that's true you know like if i if i if honestly if i went to a chiropractor and they were not built like you i would be upset you know, I'm a bigger person. Yeah. I'm a bigger person. As I need someone. Guy, to, yeah. Like, if I went to a chiropractor and they were small, I'm like, ah, I'm not getting my money's worth. You're today. probably not yeah. going to crack my spine the way it needs to be cracked. Yeah. You're not going to get the job done. Nope. That's, That's a good, good point. point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so yeah, you do look like a chiropractor. Thank you. So I was like, no, they closed down years ago. I was like, also, there's a global pandemic. And even when there wasn't, you can't just go to a doctor's office and be seen. This isn't Canada. It's a shame. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, oh, so I guess you're not going to rub me down? And her son's like, Ugh. And I was like, I mean, if he wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you check and see if you accepted her insurance? <laughs> it's like, hey, kid, wait out here. I need to talk to your mom for a minute. Anywho. So, like I said, diminishing returns on the monsters over oh, and yeah. over again. Um, so Rob Zombie took a stab at it. Yep. And for all intents and purposes, it is better than what I thought it was going to be. That's fair. Yes. Yes. Because when you think something's going to be hot garbage and it's just a little bit of trash, 
centered around one of the characters, I really think. Um, it's not bad. I thought it was funny. There's been multiple times I laughed during this movie. I had a good time. I was entertained. Like I, I actually like made like a little list. Like, was I entertained for this whole time I watched the movie? Yes. Was there a plot that I could easily follow? Yes. Did it make sense? Nah, not so much. But did I feel like I didn't? Would I feel like I wasted my time watching it? No. So I. That's my endorsement. It's not a waste of time. I'll say it's better than the first trailer. Yes. Yeah, and it's. So I think certain things do need to be clarified. So. When it was announced that it was going to Netflix, I think people were like, oh my God, it's terrible and it's getting dumped to streaming. This was produced by a company called 1440. They only make content for streaming services. Right. So this was never going theatrically. It was always made for streaming. So that's not just Rob Zombie saying that. I happen to know who that company is. So they only make content for streaming services. So it was never meant to go theatrically. And also the reports of the budget being like $45 million or whatever, absolutely ridiculous. 1440s never made anything with that kind of budget. Again, they make content for streaming services. Right. And Rob Zombie's never had a budget that big. He said himself that that's more than the budget of every movie he's ever done. Combined. Yeah. Yeah, That's ridiculous. So, no, it wasn't dumped on Netflix in the sense that it was meant to be on a streaming service. What's interesting about it is while Rob Zombie claims that they always hoped it would go to Netflix, Universal has a streaming service. Universal owns... 1440. So it's weird that they didn't put it on their streaming service and instead sold it off to another one. That's the one where I'd be like, oh, that's a red flag. But that's a little bit more behind the scenesy than I yeah, think that, most that, people. That, that's, that's, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, that's a little bit inside baseball. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the one you should be when you're looking at those kind of red flags is like, they could have put it out themselves. Didn't. <laughs> and that's what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. You gotta follow the paper trails. You gotta see where things are going, you know, because that's what the military industrial complex wants. That's what they're after. By the way, Giraptors is on moosedumps.com. You can order it there. Have you ever thought about what would happen if scientists decided to splice the DNA of a raptor and a giraffe? You know, you didn't ask if they should. They didn't ask if they could, but they did. Check it out, Darren Martinez. Great Philadelphia comic, author of two Moose Dumps classics, Moose Dumps Volume 1, Moose Dumps Volume 2. Both great books. Started reading to my kids this year for uh, Halloween before bedtime, and uh, it's going pretty good. Nice. Make, make funny voices with it. And there's a whole one about oatmeal cream pies that I really enjoy. I got to get the books, but I want physical copies, and I won't order them. Yeah. Because, like, so much shit gets lost in the mail still that I just won't order them. So I have to somehow just get them off of it. Right. Yeah. Um, so also, another thing about this Munsters movie, it's a prequel. Yes. It, like so, you. It's you're, like Halloween. It's, it's like Halloween. Halloween. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rob Monsters. And what I'm saying is, the monsters are all trailer park trash. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's it's He's like I will skull fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what I was about to say. I'm surprised this is PG. <laughs> it's a very PG yeah. rated movie. Wow. <laughs> they um, really loosen the reins of the MPAA. Which, if you go back to the MPAA and PG, uh, I. I was playing with the boys earlier today, and I asked Jason what he wanted to watch, and he said Halloween. I was like, you, you want to watch Halloween? And Carrie said, you can't watch Halloween. I'm like, to be fair, if I find a TV cut of it, it's a PG movie. It's true. Uh, I was like, there's nothing in it. It's everything yeah. supplied. She's like, so that's your argument. I was like, that's my argument. And I was like, the incubator progeny agreed. She was like, I actually, that's kind of bulletproof in a sense. I'm mad at you for that. I was like, yeah. So like, but only the first one. Like, I, you can't watch a TV at a four or two or anything, but the first the first one 
sounds not. I mean, there's only a couple of scenes that would push it over into the R. Right, but there, but if the TV edit, there's there's relatively no blood in the movie to begin with. Right, and then all you got is like PJ sold boobies one time. Yeah, you know, and and one time, mm-hmm. and the sister one time. Uh, but then that's all edited out for TV. Right, you know. And to be fair, he's three. You know, he's already seen boobies. You know, right. he grew up on them. He knows what the internet. I'm just saying. Yeah, he knows what the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kids and their toys. He's chatterbaiting. Oh. <laughs> The trailer in this movie. The Monsters? The Monsters trailer, that is. Uh, another thing with the negative reaction to the trailer, which proved to be true in my initial thoughts on that. Uh, I don't know why they did this. Maybe it was to make the movie look better when it ultimately came out. But their initial trailer was raw footage that had not been color corrected, had not been sound mixed in any way. And that was apparent to me. And I was like, this is clearly not yeah. done. Like, this is just off an SD card from the camera to to a hard drive where somebody cut it on their phone and just uploaded it to YouTube. So I was like, this can't be right. Like, they just rushed a trailer to get a trailer within a certain amount of time. And then it didn't help that the following trailers had no movie footage in them. It was behind-the-scenes footage of Rob yeah. Zombie. Yeah. It's weird. So it's a way to go, I guess, but it's weird. Yeah. Um... Now, some things I did like about it. I also like how he tried to meet, remake uh, some of my favorite parts from Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was good. Um, I also enjoyed the additional characters. We had uh, Uncle Lester uh, and Uncle Gil, right? No, Brother Lester. Brother Lester. Brother Lester and Uncle uh, Gil. I thought their inclusions were great. Uh, I liked seeing Lily date, even though I didn't like Lily. I thought the dating scenes with the uh, Nosferatus type vampire, Warlock, I think his name was yeah. Warlock, which that's that's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, there's there's cute funny things. In the I'll movie. I'll say that Richard Brake was the MVP of this movie for me. He was the Doctor who makes Herman, and he was Warlock. Okay. Oh, yeah. he was both. Yeah. Oh, really? So he's the in my opinion, he's the, oh, good the for MVP him. of this movie because he was also the ambulance driver from Halloween too, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. He's in, well, he's in all the Rob Zombie stuff from some movie. On I'm not sure where he jumped in, but he's been in every one since. Uh, he was also in Three from Hell. Yeah. He was in Three from Hell. He was in 31. Okay, so maybe he came out Lords of Salem? Lords of Salem, maybe? Yeah. I don't remember him Devil's Rejects. No, no. He was in House of a Thousand Corpses. No, he wasn't in those. Maybe in Voice in the Haunted World of El Super Bisto. Might have been. Yeah. Might have been. Do you like El Super Bisto? It's my fourth favorite Rob Zombie movie. What are the first three? Mmm. Uh, Devil's, Devil's Rejects. Okay. That's um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Cause, and that's only become recently because when uh, if you go back, we did our Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise snippet here and there. We picked, we, we henpecked it. Um, I think it's me. Okay. We henpecked it, and uh, I actually became a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan through it. I went in hating the franchise. I came out loving it because I'm empathetic towards Leatherface. So that gave me much more appreciation for A House of a Thousand Corpses. That became number two. Uh, number four would probably be... I'm sorry, number three would probably be... Actually, The Haunted World of El Super Bisto. And fun fact, I've never seen it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's number three. And uh, four is probably The Monsters. And I don't think there's a five. So, yeah, I only have a top four. <laughs> if I could pick, like, the last 45 minutes of Rob Zombie's Halloween, that'd be number five. All right, that's my vote. That's how, that's how it goes. Nice, my nice. democracy. I um, I 
have a better and better. So I have a mixed appreciation for House of a Thousand Corpses because I don't know what my number one would be. It'd be between that and Devil's Rejects, of course. Devil's Rejects is objectively his best movie. Because, it, I, yeah, because it, it it's way better made than House of a Thousand Corpses. So he clearly learned a lot. He progressed a great deal in filmmaking. That, and I think I think his buddies helped him out with that. I think Tarantino yeah. and Robert Rodriguez helped him out with that because I see a lot of their shooting style yeah. in that movie. Yeah. They definitely, he, he progressed a great deal from the first movie to the second. So it's almost unfair in yeah. that sense to compare them. Well, also, the first movie feels like a long music video. It does. The second one feels yeah. like a gritty exploitation film. Right. Which yeah. it is. He, it, and that's why I would say, even though Halloween is probably technically more polished, I think Devil's Rejects is more of what he wanted to make. So that's why I would go with that one. Yeah. Um, but House of a Thousand Corpses, while it is, it just looks like every Rob Zombie and White Zombie music video in an hour and a half long form. Um, I give it credit in the sense that it is completely different than the other horror movies that were coming out at that time. Because movies still had that 90s kind of quick cut, polished look to them. So even though it definitely, definitely looks like a music video of, House, of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. It looks different than the other shit that was coming out at the time. True. So I give it credit for that. Where I get mad at it is it go back and for anybody listening, go back and watch the trailers for House of a Thousand Corpses. Almost nothing you see in the trailers is in the movie. Well, didn't three different studios try to make this movie? <clears throat> yeah. So and it wound up at Lionsgate, or Lionsgate started with it. He made. He originally made it for Universal, and they had unofficially kind of shown it to MPAA related people who told them it might get an NC-17, which was enough for Universal. It's like, nope, and kind of shelve it and cut their losses. Which is funny, because like, we, we as horror movie fans, like, if it has an NC-17 rating, we're buying it. Right. That's that's that's, a, that's an automatic buy for a horror movie fan. I don't care. Like, if you if, whatever the movie is, you see NC-17 or, like it, or anything like that, that's an automatic buy. That goes back to, like, when we were kids with, like, the faces of death and, you know, yeah. the I spit on your grave, like, the too, you know, too extreme for America, too extreme for this. Like, you know, that's what horror movie fans want. Right. So when I, I, always, I always laugh when, like, because you can't get the, the, the front – money I guess you should say like you're not going to get the box office right but down the road you'll get perpetual DVD sales out of that yeah. VHS and here's the thing I, I think it's important especially yeah. especially nowadays I think it's important to demystify the box office thing because so many people with Halloween coming up for example and it's still going to Peacock at the same time and everyone's like why would they do that and an even better example would be Prey on Hulu all these film critics are like it's so terrible that they released this direct to streaming it was the most watched opening for Fox, Hulu, or Disney yeah. in a single weekend. It could have been the widest theatrical release of all time, and not that many people would have seen it. More people saw it because it was on Hulu and not released theatrically. I'm not saying that you don't lose something not having the theatrical experience, because as a, a movie junkie, I get that. But the reality is there's this idea of like oh they're losing money by not putting it out theatrically that's not true at all most movies don't make any money when they're released theatrically because they have to pay to release it theatrically it usually costs as much to release a movie theatrically as it costs to make the movie and then most of that money goes to the theater not back to the studio and they still have to pay taxes on it so what does make it back to them gets cut in half 
So it's it, they don't make as much money as people think they do. Very rarely do movies actually make a profit. They make a profit compared to their shooting budget, but that's not really what they spend when you add in marketing and distribution costs. Right. So it, it's just unrealistic. So when people are like, why is Halloween coming out on peak? Because they want to make money. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah. Way more people are going to watch it on Peacock than could possibly see it in theaters. Yeah. It's the same thing like millions and millions of people watched Prey the opening weekend. Oh. We literally don't have the capacity to hold that many people in theater. That the whole Prey movie was like, again, if I wanted to, for me to go see that in the theater, I probably wouldn't be seeing it till now. Right. You know, because I have two kids, everything else, and you know, I'm not paying someone or having someone watch my kids so I can go to a movie. Right. And potentially catch COVID again. Yeah. You know? But safety of my own home, boom. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's my it's more my preferred way. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy movies, a cinematic movie experience. Oh and, yeah. And let me say, let me tell you this. Like, for example, if you want to go see Av- the new Avatar movie in like a 4D experience or whatever, I'm down. Let's go. I'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. That's because that's what that's for. Right. You know, I don't want to see the new Avatar movie in my living room. I was going to be garbage. Yeah, but I want to go see it in the movie theater and have the immersive experience that is the world of Avatar. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Avatar is great in theaters. Yeah. It doesn't work nope. when you're watching it just on TV at your house. No. You're like, oh, this is uh, neon LSD Pocahontas with a lot of dialogue recycled from Aliens. Exactly. I was talking about that. I'm like, it's Aliens yeah. Pocahontas. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like reverse Pocahontas. It's the dude. You know, he comes to colonize, and then they colonize him, and then he becomes yeah. a blue person. You're like, hey, white savior. And then sometimes there's, there's there's like you know a bald headed guy with a like a like a weird water buffalo he rides in on, but that's a different type of avatar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Incubator Progeny loves that avatar. Really? Yeah. I try watching some of the cartoons. They're good. I just yeah. it's I'm not a cartoon guy. I watched some of it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Alrighty. Hey, got anything else to talk about the monsters? No, I think that's it. It's better than it initially looked, but I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, again, I don't. Yeah. Am I going to watch it again? Probably not. Is it terrible? No. No. Was it good? Also, no. It's a it's a very middling <laughs> movie to me. There's probably a better movie in there if it was pared down. It clocks in at almost two hours. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense for a number of reasons because the movie structurally has an almost episodic feel to it, which makes me wonder if. Was he emulating the the episodic format of the show, or was this at some point meant to be like a miniseries, and they were just like, "It's a movie now"? Um, because if you really think about it, it's almost like vignettes. The way that I yeah, no, out. you're right. I didn't yeah. think yeah, because I always keep thinking back to because uh, you know now here's one fun thing: you get to see Herman Munster in all different phases of Herman Munster shtick. Yeah, you get to see Rockabilly Herman Munster. You get to see you know traveling Paris Herman Munster. You get to see you know vacation Herman Munster. So like yeah, you get all that. You know, and that's fun. Um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, it does feel like there was, it was different vignettes. It was still, yeah, and I, yeah. Yeah, there's a very episodic feel. And it clocks in in almost two hours, which Rob Zombie has said that he meant for this to introduce kids to horror kind of thing. I don't think you're going to get a lot of little kids to sit for two hours no. of this. Like, I don't, I don't think he knows how kids work. Now, the funny thing is, like, if you think about the original Monsters, it was only, like, two seasons long. Yeah. And, like... This is kind of like uh, like a quarter, like two hours of that is like a quarter of their yeah. whole run. <laughs> yeah, because if you take out commercials and stuff on that, those shows are like maybe 20 minutes, yeah. probably a little less. Yeah. That's a season. This yeah. is a season of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not going to get kit. Plus, I rewatched the first episode of the show, The Monsters, 
So when they, when they, uh, when uh, Lily goes, not Lily. Um, what's the uh, the cousin's name? Marilyn. Marilyn. Yeah, she goes on the date. The date, and they go yeah. to the costume party. Yeah. So I rewatched the first episode of the monsters. It's funny. It it is. It's also it's very uh, quicker paced than this movie is. Oh yeah. So again, that's, well, yeah, it's twenty yeah. minutes to tell a story, right? Yeah, like it's it's very snappy. It's very just moving along, moving along. Joke, joke, joke. Who cares if it lands? Just keep going. Whereas this does have lulls in it, and that's the mistake to me. Like if they could they could trim a lot of fat from this movie, and I think it would be stronger. So, just for for disclosure, I uh, day job breakfast line cook. I go to work around four o'clock in the morning. So we watched this prior on eight o'clock at night. Yeah, I did fall asleep for ten minutes. Because yeah. <laughs> it was very long. Yeah, two. it's a nearly two-hour movie. And I, I appreciated the fact that, like, when you meet uh, Uncle Gil, uh, that uh, it's a rubber suit. Yeah. I loved that. I thought that was great. Like, everyone else, like, they try to make it look realistic. Now, Creature from the Back Lagoon looks like Creature from the fucking Back Lagoon. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's good stuff in there. There's a way stronger movie if they had been more uh, free with the editing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a way stronger movie buried in there. Alrighty, so that was the monsters, and uh, we're gonna come to you next with another great family-oriented classic, Frankenhooker. Stay tuned. <laughs> 